Hello, I'm Thomas Carruthers. I'm Will Legator. And I'm Rian Ham. And today we are kicking off um, our next fortnight, uh, which uh, rounds out uh, block number eight or season number eight, whichever way you have it. And it's, uh, as I think you alluded previously, we're sort of playing to the masses uh, with these past two. We did Tarantino um, and now we're doing Wes Anderson. And it's not that we're selling out because we do love Tarantino as exemplified with the episodes. And I and I strongly feel that we uh, love Wes Anderson. You've got more Anderson blind spots, I think, this time round, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. We are, I however, I, as, as Hannibal Lecter would say, I however, I would not. Uh, no, because he says, I however, cannot. Doesn't matter. Uh, sometimes we go chronologically. We're not this time. Uh, we're mixing it up again. And we've inadvertently made a structure of, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, we're starting with your favourite and then, well, I know we're ending with mine. I believe we're starting with your favourite, so why don't you yes. tell us what it is, Will? Uh, this is indeed my favourite, Wes Anderson. It's uh, it's the wonderful, uh, fantastic Mr Fox. So it begins. Welcome to the fantastic world of Mr Fox. Woo! Should we dance? <laughs> His life is fantastic. <laughs> Pure wild animal craziness. His wife is fantastic. If what I think is happening is happening, it better not be. His neighbors, not so fantastic. This is Bogus, Bunce, and Bean, three of the meanest, nastiest, ugliest farmers in his valley. What was that? They're digging us up. But they're about to discover. Oh, Foxy, is help on the way? He's one fox. I've got an idea. You can't outfox. Mole, what do you got? I can see in the dark. We can use that rabbit. I'm fast. Badger. Demolitions expert. What? Since when? Here, put these bandit hats on. I don't have a bandit hat, but I modified this tube sock. We look good. Yeah, we do. Hmm. Um, which is, was just uh, when it came out. Uh, I think this is probably my introduction to Wes Anderson, to be honest. Um, hmm. um, and it was just a really nice, charming, feel-good film. And it's uh, it's a family favourite now. Yeah, it is, without a lick of doubt, a perfect film. Yeah, I of course say this a lot about films, and <laughs> I still have my changes, but um, as I always do. Uh, but uh, it, I just can't really pick a fault in it. I know I've just completely. Mm. Uh, what's the word of hypo? Hip, been hypocritical because I do have changes, but. Um, I just it's just it's just flawless. It flies by every time. The only security is if old hunting beagles <laughs> laced some blueberries with sleeping powder. Beagles love blueberries. A titanium card. What's this thing you do? The whistle with the clicking sound. That's my trademark. We're different. We all are. Him especially. But there's something kind of fantastic about that, isn't there? I can fight my own fight. No, you can't. I guess we should start doing something, right? Let's see some hustle. 
This fall, forget super. That was close, rat. Be careful. Oh, I'm as careful as a... Ignore incredible. I can fit through there. You wanna know why? Why? Because I'm little. It's all about... It's in and out. Obviously, it's uh, stop motion. Um, our second stop... Our second stop motion after Chicken Run. After Chicken, yes. Still got, hopefully, all of the Ardmans to go. I'm very excited yes, for Ardman, Ardman. season. Yeah. The um, my my this admin came up actually. We were playing Tipping Point, the home game. Oh, uh, oh yes, we're classy. Does it come with a little? It um... sure does. It sure does. Oh, oh. oh well, hours of fun. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> hour of fun. Um... Fantastic. You really are fantastic. I try. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. What's this lightning bolt? This fence might be electric. Well, I just hope it doesn't mean thunder, because I have a phobia of that. <laughs> what does Sondheim say about his, about his, his catalogue of hits? Because only sending the clowns has ever made him any money, because, <laughs> because they're all, you know, songs about the shows. You can't have, you know, Lloyd Webber's very clever about every show. Yeah, uh, yeah okay, I'm not going to put any character names in this one. Uh, and the money kept rolling in. Um, don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh, good, good choice. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> don't cry for me, Argentina. I guess is a little bit more obtuse. The fact that that became a hit, and that is obviously quite specific. Yeah. But uh, I'm not seeing um, a little priest becoming number one, although it should. Yeah. Um, and we were playing to pinpoint the home game, and it was uh, Feathers McGraw appears in which, in which Wallace and Gromit film? And she said, well, there's only one. I said, all right, what's that one called? And she went, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and um, it's, it's the penguin from Wrong Trousers. And I said, I said to my dad, is that the penguin from the Wrong Trousers? And he said, no, it's the Wrong Trousers. <laughs> I said, no, I'm asking a question. <laughs> so it's a very long title. Um, <laughs> We heard a little laugh, and the, the viewers are actually see, are seeing it, and they're going, "Why is he? Uh, is she just? Is she a secretary? Are they going to just keep her in the top left-hand corner?" Um, you know, no, we have our own secretary. I'll have you know. Um, she was Becky McGrew. She was thanked at the end of every video, and um, I have another secretary, Maggie Gyllenhaal, in the movie Secretary. Uh, great movie. I. I Underneath secretary is see no evil, hear no evil. And I wish I had the commitment to the joke to go, I have another That's secretary. <laughs> see no evil, hear just no evil. Underneath the cover, there's just, <laughs> I don't want to see. Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Spacey, uh, second role. Oh, yeah, it's um, the one where he's got that massive cyst. <laughs> No, uh, I, I, lo I love see no evil, hear no evil. And you know what? Excellent. I bet it's aged really well. Rian. <laughs> Hello. What's your relationship? I'm oh, sorry, go on. Sorry, I love that the segue to me did a full you and went to Kevin Spacey. <laughs> well, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's um, <laughs> let's talk, you should be talked about more. <laughs> um, Rian, what's your relationship with uh, Wes Anderson? It's an interesting one. I didn't watch this movie until a few weeks ago. Oh. Um, I was 
freshly introduced to it. I think I was put off from it initially because of like the animation style. And Are you not a stop motion fan? I mean, I am, but I was also a product of the YouTube years with early kind of flash animation. And you know, the, those mm. kind of videos that were centered on being creepy. <laughs> Yeah, right. in my brain I kind of equated the two and thought I'll leave that I'll leave that alone so I kind of I missed out on the nostalgia element of it but like you said it is a perfect film mm. I watched it and I thought this is if anything just as good as if I'd watched it on its release I don't know if I have any real nostalgia for it I've always liked, I liked it when it came out I've always liked it I guess if you're, if you're a road doll and you read the books at an early well, age. This is another conversation I wanted to have before we get into the film, uh, because oh. I'm planning on a Burton retrospective uh, later in, I mean, when I say later, I mean a year and a half away, sometime in the <laughs> near future, because uh, I, I adore Tim Burton. And so maybe we'll do Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, not because it's good, but anyway. Um, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Charlie or Willie? I love. <laughs> I love Willie. So, so can you keep, keep it, it down? down. <laughs> <laughs> it was a family show. It was a family show. Uh, no, but... Um... <laughs> oh, great. Oh, it's not for us, it's great. set in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, yeah, I love the, uh, the original. The original's great. Um, yeah, I, but I, I used to be obsessed with uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The DVD, especially, just because of the bonus features in the games, I used to sit hours and organise the squirrels. To the different... I mean, we'll talk. I mean, it's apparently now going to be one of our definite episodes. But um, it's obviously he's doing he's doing Michael Jackson. People just yeah. thought it was a weird tick. That's because it was originally going to be a Michael Jackson movie, and he was going to do a whole soundtrack for it, and he was going to be Willy Wonka. Um, I mean, the, you know, I'm sure we'll spend. I don't want to be conservative, but 40 minutes dissecting that on the uh, Charlie <laughs> and the Chicken Adventure himself. But yeah. um, this is our first role, Dal. Um, yes. Let's do this in... Actually, I'm saying this is going to be our only role, Dal. Matilda's great. Yeah, I was about to say, I love Matilda. They're doing it again, aren't they? They're uh, remaking uh, it. They with do the... everything again. Who's Trunchbull? Oh, oh they're know. doing the musical. Yeah, sorry, yeah. They're doing... Yeah. So it was originally Ralph Fiennes... Because in the musical, it's drag. But now it's going to be Emma Thompson. That's it. Oh, is it? I think that'll be good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You I'm can't fine. beat the original for me. Danny no, DeVito is a, is a wonderful incredible. man. <laughs> Danny DeVito, one of the most underrated directors. I mean, I don't want to say of all time. He's very underrated. That's all I'll say. Um, Matilda's what's, excellent. Um, what's what? the one he does? Because uh, he likes to narrate all of his... Directorial stuff. He, What's the one with um, where the the couple move into the house and it's all falling apart and the neighbours? Oh no, that's duplex. Go. No, that's duplex. Duplex. That's oh, duplex. duplex. We don't like duplex. <laughs> we like the War of the Roses, one of my oh. all-time favourite films yeah. ever. Danny DeVito narrating Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner divorcing. Oh, I, I don't. I literally just kissed. I just ate Kathleen Turner's head with that kiss, but. An incredible, one of my all-time favourite dark comedies. You're going to love War of the Roses. Um, but, um, 
Where was I? Danny DeVito. No, Roald Dahl. Um, are we are we book people? I I adore books. Yeah, I was a big Roald Dahl <laughs> kid back in the day. I think I was. I think I read them all. Um, I was up in the attic the, waiting the, for the, the non-fiction ones. I didn't enjoy um... going boy. No, different. Yeah, I going, think it was just boy. Wild. I was going to say about a boy. Yeah, boy and the the wild one. I wasn't a fan of them. Uh, but now I, I love non, uh, non-fiction. But yeah, they, they were just a bit naff. Danny, champion of the world as well. Didn't enjoy that. Um, I like the twits. I think twits are one of my favourites. Twits. SEO Trot, the lovely Dusnoffman yes. Judy Dench adaptation. Oh, wonderful. It's, a, it's always a good sign when on your Wikipedia it goes, screenplays, influences, television, death and legacy, criticisms, anti-Semitism, other racism and misogyny. <laughs> um, yes. Let's talk about the let's talk about the books. Um, yes, boy going solo and um, Danny the champion of the world are the sort of pseudo um, autobiographical ones. Um, if we were to say full stop, favorite Dahl book, I, I think for me it is fantastic, Mister Fox. It is an excellent. I think. I very much enjoyed as a child George, uh, George's Marvelous yes. Medicine. Yes. I like the conceit of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Rian, what's your relationship with Roald Dahl? Um, well, he was very much a staple of my education growing up, being from Wales. Um, oh, is he Welsh? <laughs> oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Estimation has just gone. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Secret Welsh the whole time. Um, yeah, so I remember, I think we, we did about a boy for English literature class. With Hugh Graham? Like, unpack it. Do you mean boy? No. Will said about a boy. About, a, is... about a boy's oh, Hugh Graham. Boy tells a childhood, my bad. Clearly, it didn't rev off for me that much. Uh, I'd say my favourite poem. Killing himself with... Yeah, Matilda's book. Um, yeah, I really mm. like Matilda. The Witches, Ooh. big fan of The Witches. Well, the modern, like the really recent adaptation. Oh, yes, BFG. The... Beautiful. God, don't give me a sound of the bloody BFG. Oh, I'm the BFG. <laughs> We're going to war, George. <laughs> he just says that in every, every film he's contracted. Bridge of Spies. <laughs> that was his Oscar clip. <laughs> We're going to war. Which war? Is it going to be another war? Um, Roald Dahl was buried with what? A pencil. Got to be. I love these pencils. Pencils? Chocolate. Chocolate? Um, oh. Peach. A giant one. <laughs> it's buried, buried inside in a, peach. a giant peach. <laughs> Well, uh, John Lennon got buried in a mushroom compost bag because he wanted to be one with the earth. Um, so just a festering <laughs> peach, just like the blob. Uh, he was buried with chocolate, red wine, I wish it had specified, uh, HB pencils, a power saw, and his snooker cues. Hmm. He's like board. the complete... He's like the opposite to you, Tom, in his writing style, because he, he insisted he only wrote in pencil. And as and I you're like a, say, I have to vigorously bash my keys. Vigorously bash my keys 
um, which I want buried with me. Um, the phrase bigger is, and also, um, I famously in high school uh, penned pencils are for pussies because <laughs> I was just like, because I made this whole ideology where I was just like, no, if you write with a pencil, you've got a, you've got a safety net. If you write with a pen, then you're confident in what you're writing. So, uh, and I guess that makes sense. I'm sure that there's. Well, we had to we had to pr progress up at school. We started with pencils, and then once we were, our handwriting was good enough, we got to move on to pen. Greg. Ian's frozen. Graduated to Blue Byro. You like, you like, were you at, in Meryl Streep's convent school from Doubt, where she doesn't allow pens? <laughs> well, Rackmanship has gone right down since we allowed pens. Um, fantastic, Mr. Fox. Uh, which I think, aside from Willy Wonka, I mean, well, no, they're all excellent. We just talked about them. But I yeah. think we can spare ourselves a long conversation and sort of say definitively, and you can argue with me if not, this is the best? This is the best Roald Dahl adaptation. I think so. I think it's, it's just an incredible, incredible, incredible film. Walt Boggess is a chicken farmer, probably the most successful in the world. He weighs the same as a young rhinoceros. He eats three chickens every day for breakfast, lunch, supper, and dessert. That's 12 in total per diem. Nate Bunce is a duck and goose farmer. He's approximately the size of a pot-bellied dwarf, and his chin would be underwater in the shallow end of any swimming pool on the planet. His food is homemade donuts with smashed-up goose livers injected into them. Frank Bean is a turkey and apple farmer. He invented his own species of each. He lives on a liquid diet of strong alcoholic cider, which he makes from his apples. He's as skinny as a pencil, as smart as a whip, and possibly the scariest man currently living. The local human children sing a kind of eerie little rhyme about him. Here, listen to this. And summation, I think you just got to not do it, man. That's all. I understand what you're saying, and your comments are valuable, but I'm going to ignore your advice. And let's get into it. Will, why don't you kick us off with your nominations for 10 Minute Stretch? Hello. Um, no, stop. Oh. Okay. Best YouTube comments. Oh. <laughs> man, this movie was and still is underrated. I don't think it is. I mean, it's un it was underrated at the box office. Nobody went to go see it. But I, I, maybe it's because we're sort of, oh, the Wes Anderson generation, could you say? I feel I like... Now, I think now it's coming back into fashion. Hmm. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm on TikTok. So I've seen kind of clips of scenes and audios that have gone viral and... It's one of those things where not everyone knows where it's from and then they remember or they'll like go and look it up. Mm. It's weird how pop culture takes takes a turn. Are you a TikTok person, Will? Um, no, I've made a few. Uh, I, 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 I get sent a lot. I'm probably the same as you, Tom. You, you get sent a lot. I have a version like of TikTok, which is my sister picking out three a week and going, you'll find these for me. I'll have to send you one after this. My current favourite. So there's this guy who does a really good Lin Manuel Miranda impression, 
And it's like if Lin Manuel Miranda was playing the Beast, like all these, and it's just <laughs> hilarious. I um, hate Lin Manuel Miranda for a very specific reason, and that's because I wrote a three-act play called Clara, and the lead character was called Lin Melanda. <laughs> And then suddenly this bloody guy comes with his pissing Hamilton. And and now I say, oh, yeah, and the lead character, it's about a woman. It's the 60s in London and she's in an abusive relationship. And uh, a guest comes to say to B&B, what's the character called? She's called Lynn Melanda. Lynn manuel Miranda? No, her name's Lynn Melanda. I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Then it just turns into stepbrothers. Are you saying Pam? Are you saying Pam? <laughs> You're very married to character names, aren't you? Before I like character names. It's really done. You need to. Well, this is the thing. I'm married to character names, but also not at all. Character. I'm so. I don't spend any time on it really. Usually, I look to the left of me, and there's usually a pile of books, and I go, "Okay, Tennessee, Gatsby, Ten uh, Tableton." <laughs> Uh, multi-purpose wipes. Well, that's I'm just reading that. Um, based on the book by the author of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, lol, do they not think people would have heard of Roald Dahl before? The UK trailer had his name. I guess maybe the makers assumed his work is better known than he is outside of the UK. A lot of younger people haven't heard of him in this decade. This starts a full conversation. Unfortunate, as it is a whole, as, 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 as a whole, we Americans are not well versed in any literature, modern or classic. It is a sad state of affairs when books with pictures of cats with amusing captions are selling better than George Orwell. This continues. Oh God. Good for you. Still entirely missing my point now. Guess I can't expect people to be able to see past the ends of their own noses. And then what's a book? And then he goes, you don't know what a book is? It was like, lol, bullshit. Everyone knows who Roald Dahl is. You can't <laughs> pin everything on kids these days. Continues. Oh. Quite true. Who? Who is Roald Dahl? And then it ends with a rather nice note. Well, I am from Pakistan, and I have always enjoyed reading Roald Dahl when I was a kid. Love heart. <laughs> Very nice. I love you too. <laughs> And that's that. Now, Will, 10 minutes stretch. Now I get to speak. Yeah, um, I've, I've, I've pretty much separated it out into the, the three main events. So I've gone that the first raids of, of Boggy Sprints and Bean Farms, that, that first sort of reminded me. I mean, George, George Clooney, I was watching, I mean, you'd expect better, but I was watching Ocean's 12 last you, night. Well, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off right there. Uh, we a we may very well be the same person because tonight me and the family are sitting down to watch Ocean's Eleven because my mother has never seen it. Original or remake? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Very good. Um, It's the remake. The original doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The original is so boring. Ten minutes of walking out of (laughs) at the end. It's just so bad. Yeah, sure, it's fun to watch Sinatra and Shirley MacLaine pops in and I love Shirley MacLaine, but bad movie. Yeah. (laughs) You made a bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, a a remake uh, with, and actually, I'm going to disagree with you and your descending tone on it. 
I think they're all great. I think they're all great, but oh, yeah. um, 11's the best. Yeah. It's the most heisty. It's the most heisty. <laughs> it does have the most heists. It has the most heists, but Ocean's 13, I think, has the most heist. It's Yes. This is... <laughs> This is a ridiculous conversation. Um, and in many ways, as I think I'm going to step on your point. It's very fun to watch uh, George Clooney play a Fox version of Daddy Ocean. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I was getting to. Yeah, so that, that initial sort of, um, yeah, going in and then the shots of them digging up. I, I, I like all of that. Um, then obviously you've got the the excavation. I think that whole, uh, the, the camping out and the, the, the stress, pushing them into the sewers, that's a good section. And then the final showdown. Uh, with the motorbike, that's great. Uh, so they're my my sort of three uh, twenty minute stretches. <laughs> this is the thing, isn't it? It's only an hour. To, it's only an hour yeah. twenty. I've got yeah. Similarly, I'd add the I'd add the opening, meeting Meryl. I'm not a big fan of the opening. Oh, this is in my okay. this is in my change. Yeah. All right, then we'll table that. We'll put a pin in it. Um, the master plan, uh, the dig. I put dig slash murder. <laughs> trying to murder them uh i don't know whether it's a i think i'm gonna put it in single minute actually so i'm gonna i'm gonna table that as well and then the rescue um rian have we missed anything out uh no i had the the opening i think it sets the tone really well Mm. um and the rescue mission where he's going through all the the animals and their latin names (laughs) yes uh i think Maybe this is a larger conversation, but since this is our first Wes Anderson, I think we should touch on sort of the people that don't like Wes Anderson. And it's like, oh, I mean, it's, it's very, very easy to parody. And mm. it has been parodied yes. very well multiple times. Um, because, and some people said that I think. Uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou is probably his least successful film. I don't agree, um, because I think it, that's very good as well. But it feels a bit like a parody of a, a parody of a parody of a parody. And I think where it where I enjoy Anderson's film most is when it goes back to that that Rushmore root of it's yeah it's that heightened style, this very performative, everything's perfect. Um, style but it's also got great scenes of humanity and drama um and real real talking uh, you know not just talking in latin names and is this and I, uh, rushmore that you've ripped off rush uh well no the first screenplay i ever wrote was called love itself and it was <laughs> about a love triangle uh, between a teacher a student and a uh, and a uh, uh another teacher and um, it was basically just Rushmore with a murder plot added in. Uh, it never, it never got made because uh, I gave it to my mum. This was, whoa, what was I? I was eleven, and I gave it to my mum, and she, I don't think she's, and I still don't think she understands. Anytime there's a mother in a film, she goes, mm, "Is that based on me?" Go, no, it's just, just a mother. <laughs> and uh, she was like, "People are going to think you fancy your music teacher." No, no, that's that's just the character. People are going to think you fancy your music teachers. It's not right. It's not right. And, uh, Eleven. It's a pretty safe assumption since school should be all you know and not this vast world of Hollywood. 
Yeah, I guess. But I had an incredible one shot planned, and it was going to go for twelve. It was going to go through all the corridors. Uh, in many ways, I do wish it was better. It, it's terrible, and I don't know why I deleted it. I probably, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's really bad. I wish I didn't delete it when I was. But I deleted it like five years ago because I was just like, no, I'm a real serious poet. No, I'm going to delete it. Sustain. And I wish I didn't because it'd be quite funny to look back on. It's a shame. Uh, but yeah, no, love itself is is a complete rip off of Rushmore. Um, and we'll get to Rushmore because it is not just my favourite Wes Anderson, but it's also one of my top 20 favourite films of all time. Um, which leads us on to Tom's weirdly specific favourite part of the film. I think we may have, between us all, the most weirdly specific favourite parts ever for a film because in many ways it's a film made of weirdly yes. specific. <laughs> Every gag is a weirdly specific. Um, here are a few. Glowing. I love it when they turn into those fake. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're all fake. Uh, but, um, <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> uh, but it is exceptionally well done stop motion. I, I know it's redundant to say. It's but, a um, beautiful film. You, you, it's one of those things where we take it for granted all the time. It's like anytime you get a stop motion film, you just go, oh, yeah, no, this is really well animated. You never actually, and it, and it, but it shocks you every time. Like when we did Chicken Run. And it, we were going through the amounts of clay being used. And I thought, mm. good God, you you watch it and you spend 70 minutes with it and you go, oh, I wish it were a bit longer. But then you realise it took them five years, <laughs> five years to make. And um, a film that we're not doing in this Wes Anderson fortnight is Isle of Dogs, um, his other stop motion effort, which I thought was excellent as well. Uh, well, did you see Isle of Dogs? I did. I, I, I wasn't a fan of it on the first watch. That was just because there was a... A strange man in the corner of the cinema clenching his plastic bag very tightly. Oh. Um, maybe it was um, just the guy from American Beauty who just loves plastic maybe. bags. Yeah, but I, I whispered to my sister, I was like, oh, oh, who's he? And then she freaks out and had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mum my mom was like, he's probably just a widow. Um, Her ashes are yeah. in there. <laughs> she, no, loved, but on, she loved dogs. On, on rewatch, it's a, it's it's a wonderful film. Yeah. It is it is pretty excellent. Um, and Yoko Ono playing a character called Yoko Ono. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Um. <laughs> Where'd you go from there? Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, Yoko Ono, full stop. Let's see some hustle, Coach. We don't have whack bat where I'm from. What are the rules? There's no whack bat on the other side of the river. No, we mostly just uh, run grass sprints or play acorns. Huh. Well, it's real simple. Basically, there's three grabbers, three taggers, five twig runners, and the player at whack bat. Center tagger lights a pine cone, chucks it over the basket, and the whack batter tries to hit the cedar stick off the cross rock. Then the twig runners dash back and forth until the pine cone burns out and the umpire calls hot box. Finally, at the end, you count up however many score downs it adds up to and divide that by nine. Got it. Go in for Ash. Substitution! Ash, come out! You need a breather. Oh, what? Come out? What? I still feel good, coach. Let me finish this eighth. No, no, come on. Step out, step out, let's go. Am I getting better, coach? Well, you're sure as cuss not getting any worse. Really? I mean, you think I could end up being as good as my dad if I keep practicing? Your dad? Your dad was probably the best whack bat player we ever had in this school. No, you don't want to have to compare yourself to that. Um, 
And then we lead into other, yeah, the, he, heroes and villains. Is, I mean, we'll get to it in Soundtrack and Corner. It's just an all-timer from the Beach Boys. Um, just can love Beach Boys. <laughs> and there's some great Beach Boys in this. Um, I love the real estate weasel, who uh, is voiced by yes. uh, Wes Anderson. <laughs> um, and he's going, hi, I'm over here. I'm over here. Uh, the diving is just very aesthetically pleasing. Um, I love the train going by every time a train goes by mm, it's just fun. again everything's so aesthetically pleasing um i love when the mole is gnawing on the chicken <laughs> was this uh, a stressful film for you Rian, as a i don't know what the correct term is vegetable <laughs> um no <laughs> on account of the fact that they are all animals and i i i they're at liberty to do as they please. I would never, I would never uh, push vegetarianism onto wild animals. It's true. As we learn, we are all wild animals. I love on the on the cider heist, Ash being sent away, and then Christopherson going, "Ah, there you are." <laughs> Just real being a dick, and it's uh, very much enjoyed. Um, <laughs> Uh, I love Bean being lit up by a cigarette. Very, very lovely. People don't message me at all. And I get four messages in five minutes in the middle of a podcast. It's very good. Um, I love the foxtail, how brutal that is. Yes. <laughs> and that being stitched. The cone, ding, 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 landing in the cup. Uh, I love him feeling the wall. You've got to feel a vibe. I love... And I forgot, I, this literally made me laugh out loud, even though I was sat alone. Um, and it was, well, I, you, you know, I know it's taken uh, a long time for you to finally take me up on the opportunity of a dinner. And then, oh, what's this badger talking about? Thank you, badger. Sit down. Uh, it literally <laughs> made me laugh out loud. <laughs> it's just a douchebag. It's great. Uh, let's eat <laughs> after he's yes. done the fake. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was just getting into it. And I love the cuss graffiti uh, mm. on the in the back of the ambush. Uh, Will your specific favourite part? Um, they're mainly Kylie moments because it's just a <laughs> strange guy. Um, the, the bit about uh, when he's got his titanium card out and it's like oh, and then he, he tries to replicate it, and then obviously when he's got his um, he tries to have his own thing then because uh, George has got his <laughs> it's like. I'm doing my, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, let's try. He goes... Let's try. Go on. Let's try. Do your best. Go. What the the? Yeah, whistle and click. Go on. Do your best. I can't whistle. I can't whistle. No, which is why I can never be Swedish. I'm, I'm smiling. <laughs> um, I can't whistle when I'm smiling. <laughs> that was all right. <laughs> that was all right. Um, <laughs> This is great for you audio people. Um, yes. That was loud. Ooh, that, that was, was a, quite that good. Was very, very beautiful. First, did it not? I thought it goes whistling. Could... Very good. You just can't beat George. You, I've you got. I'm gonna, George. You know what? I'm going to spoil it. No, you go. You keep going. Well. Thank you, thank you. I, I, I've got a minute. I've got um, the um, 
that whenever again Kylie, I love Kylie, but whenever he just goes uh, boss-eyed and spirally, <laughs> and Jordy's like, "What? What is this? What are you doing? You need to let me know when this is going to happen." Can you give me a sign? Yeah. <laughs> Was that the sign? Was that the sign? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you, I've just got uh, speaking um, foreign language to the uh, the wolf. <laughs> yeah. He's very fluent. Very fluent <laughs> in French. Fantastic. Uh, you know, that would be the Wes Anderson parody name. Like, Fantastic Mr. Fox, who is fluent in French and foreign and from Finland. Uh, Rian, any, any specific that are favourite parts? Um, it's got to be, he's just different. <laughs> that is my favourite bit of all time. Um, the tree viewing, I know you touched on it, mm. but just that, that moment, just to, to tell you that this isn't going to be a kid's film. I mean, it is, but it, it's got no it doesn't even have to be rude to appease adults but just that little kind of improvisational bantery dialogue is just brilliant i love the squirrels moving in and go, moving, uh, lifting your legs not your, what does he say lifting your legs not your back <laughs> uh, priming it's that sort of thing of like I, I think i've told this sort of the podcast before i was sitting down watching isle of dogs with my ex and i was very very excited and uh i'd, I'd we'd done a little anderson marathon to, you know made her watch those because i wanted her to be excited and she was anyway uh the story isn't about her i feel like um oh, what movie is it where it's like but this story isn't about her Lots of movies. Titanic. Uh, Titanic. <laughs> a woman. I don't know. <laughs> a woman's. A woman's secret. What is it? A woman's ocean is the secret of filled with secrets. A woman's <laughs> life is an ocean filled with secrets. Oh, look at the use of colour. Um, God, I could go. <laughs> Who, why did you bring up Titanic? <laughs> Picasso or something. You want to match to a thing? Hmm. This ship will sink. I assure you. It's made of iron, sir. Um, it's a mathematical certainty. <laughs> Who is this Freud? Is he a is he a saint? Is he a... <laughs> They've marveled at Titanic's grandeur, but now I want them to marvel at its speed. Um and we're done. I'm glad you got that out, your sister. <laughs> it's like an exorcism. Your money can't <laughs> save me any more than you can. It all needs to come out at once. <laughs> Let me smile, of course. Right. Um what was I talking about? Uh, going to see Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs, yes. <laughs> and I was laughing out loud at Edward Norton doing a Woody Allen impression. And this bloody kid was sat next to me with the biggest hot dog you've ever seen in your Ooh. life. Oh, yes. No. Oh, no. <laughs> the only food that's allowed in a cinema... Is are, quiet food. <laughs> ...are quiet, odourless foods. Um, <laughs> popcorn has its own smell, obviously, but it's more or less odourless. <laughs> that is why it's the cinema treat. A big nacho and a big <laughs> sausage. Oh, God. <laughs> what movie did that's I watch funny. the other day where he said, somebody said they were allergic to bratwurst? And I thought, that's funny. Um, <laughs> um, I think it was Behind the Candelabra. God, I love Behind the Candelabra. Great film. I love Michael Douglas, his second mention. Um, Will, help me. I don't know what's happening. Um, I was doing my specific favourite moment. Yeah, do that. Um, the badger <laughs> fight 
the lawyers in the lawyer's office. Wonderful, Bill Murray. That's with me. Um, again, the train, the whole train sequence. I just like that it's one wide shot and not mm. kind of zoomed in on anyone's, mm. like any one person's perspectives. And that just the fact that he can just take the time to have him kind of climbing down the bunk bed, <laughs> sitting down, turning the thing. It's just a lovely style. Um, and yeah, the glowing and Foxy and Ash's redemption where he's sat on the stoop and he's like, did I ever tell you the story? And he's like, yes, you tell me all the time. And then he says, I'm so glad it was you. Oh. Very good. Wonderful Jason that. Schwartzman in this film. Let's just go down this cast and just reel off some names. Clooney. Also, how, how deep are we into this? And we've not mentioned the name Meryl Streep. <laughs> Three-time Academy Award winner Meryl Streep is in this film. <laughs> and she's wonderful. Um, and she's great. Bill Murray is the badger. Um, however, I dare say that the best voice performance in the film may be... Well, no, it's a tie. Willem Dafoe is the rat... And Michael Gambon has been. Both <laughs> yes. well, good contenders, but I would posture the Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake? I swear he's in this. What? I swear he's in this. You think he's a pile of dogs? No. Okay, give it a Google. Adrian Brody is the field mouse, apparently. <laughs> I found that very funny. Um, Brian Cox as Action 12 reporter is very good. Um, but also, the... <laughs> um, Jarvis Cocker's in this film. Oh, I, 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 I was just hope, hoping you'd save it for best single minute, but... but oh, no, we can say, we can, you know yeah. what, we'll put a pin in it. We'll let's put a pin it. in that as well. Because I just laugh anytime his put because they made the puppet look exactly like Jarvis <laughs> Cocker. Yeah. And so anytime he is in the background of a scene, is Justin Timberlake in this movie, Rian? I don't think he is. He's not, but we're gonna brush past it. <laughs> you can I put it over it. in the edit. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be my Meryl Street. <laughs> Meryl Street. Um like in uh, <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous where they do the automated voice. And he's coming to your town, Oklahoma, Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> very good. Love Drop Dead Gorgeous. Rest in peace, Adam West. Uh, soundtrack Corner. Um, it's a it's a fear a great field here. Uh, so we always split this into best use of a song and best song. Full stop. So let's do best use of a song first. I, I like the, the, the Boggy Swanson Bean yeah. theme. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and, it, and it suits its purpose very well. So I think you've got to argue that is the best use of a song. Because when it's like slow and it's, it builds the suspense yeah. and then you've got the jovial... Yeah, and the, the, the sort of whistling, sort of Western vibes it gets. Oh, yeah. I like it a lot. However, the, I know it... I don't know what your issue with the opening scene is, well, so we'll get to that. But mm -hmm. the needle drop of Heroes and Villains by Beach Boys is incredible. Mm. And also the needle drop of Let Her Dance, Bobby Fuller 4, great track. So I think, 
I'm going to give, well, best song full stop is probably Street Fighting Man by the Rolling Stones. That's, that's, that's not just an all-time song. Well, no, actually, we kind of have to give it to I Get Around. That's like one of the, arguably one of the greatest songs ever, so, which is also just in there. Uh, I also very much like the Beach Boys version of Old Man River. That just perfectly sets the scene into that little Old Man River. Uh, any nominations for best song full stop there's a certain song I have in mind uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I was I, I didn't do the research um, but maybe your most like your most specific most quoted reference in all of our episodes ever anytime anybody mentions a song and anybody, arguably, any, it doesn't even have to be a bad song. You will go. You wrote a bad song, PT. <laughs> do, do I say that? You say it all the time. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, great. That's, that's known, great. It's it a is, great reference as well. It's, it's a, a great, great reference. reference. <laughs> that's just bad song acting. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it is very good. Um, which moves us on to... Uh, Oscar Travesty, if I can get my share screen. So it's nominated for two Oscars. What do we think they are? Um, One of them is easy, not to patronise you all. Yes, Best Animated Film and Best Score by Alexandra Alexandra Desplat. Benjamin Button. It is the same guy who did Benjamin Button. it loses to up, oh. which I'm, which I'm happy, which I'm okay with. I mean, yeah, that that was very cemented in people's hearts. But I mean, the whole score is gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, one of your favourites, well, Sherlock Holmes, Hans Zimmer. Oh, oh, I've, I've got that downstairs. There's a sheet music. Um, so this is Princess and the Frog Year. So that gets two nominations for best song. Don't know where Pete's song is. <laughs> there is PT song. I certainly is don't Princess need... and the Frog the, the last proper animated film they did before they, they went silly. Uh, I don't know. It's the last silly. <laughs> like I think it's the last princess musical they did. Oh no, Moana. Oh god. And Frozen. It's... And oh that's they Disney Princess. princess. Or after that. Oh, Tangled was, was that Tangled the first after. one? Tangled after. Um, uh. UK premiere. Yeah, Tangled was 2011, I think. Oh, Will. Best oh. animated short film. Oh, that's, that does not deserve a nomination. It's great, <laughs> but it's, it, it's a disappointing Wallace and Gromit. It lost to Logorama. That's, <laughs> see, that's how bad it is. It's not bad, it's great. Okay, let's discuss this. I'm all for up-winning soundtrack, but what the hell are we doing here? How the hell does Up, a movie that has an incredible 10 minutes and then goes down the shitter quicker than a goddamn stool sample, win over Fantastic Mr. Fox, a film that is so note-perfect that we're still talking about it today. Name a time anybody has mentioned Up to you other than, oh, that first 10 minutes made me cry. It made everybody cry. It's great. You've got to make a film after. You make short films, Pixar. Make it a short film. Don't make it a film. I think you could convince yourself Up is a fantastic film and it deserves to win. 
But if you say which is better, up or Fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah. I will always say Fantastic Mr. Fox. And Coraline in there. Pretty good year. I've not seen that. I need to watch it again because I never understood it. And I, I know all sort of the, the background think, behind it now. It's, it's Oh, it's good. I think I've got um, and Princess <laughs> exactly. and the Frog and The Secret of Kells. Okay. A French Belgian Irish animated <laughs> fantasy. Covering all the bases. An illuminated manuscript from the ninth century. Wow. The kids love the ninth century. Okay. You're going for that Oscar Pate. Here's one that I'm gonna go for. Let's let's give it. Oh, this is far easier than I expected. Precious winning is a goddamn travesty. What the hell? Are, what the hell are you doing? Get it gone and get Fantastic Mr. Fox in. However, don't let it win. Up in the air should have won. <laughs> the better job. Uh, one of my favourites, Jesse Armstrong, making yes. an appearance for that. For in the loop, the uh, thick of it film. I love that. That's it great. is good. It is good. It's a great film. Uh, but as we know, Veep is better. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, this is for me. I love Jeff Bridges in Crazy Heart, but come on. Clooney should have won for Up in the Air, but then Colin Firth should have probably won for A Single Man. So it's a very good year for movies. Uh, this is when they start bumping it up to nine nominations. So, yeah, if Up's going to get nominated... Get it in there. Definitely Fantastic Mr. Fox. Precious is a bad film. Do you, uh, do you agree with Hurt Locker winning? No, I don't. I, it's obviously I, I, a seminal moment. It's that should have been inglorious. Yeah, it should have been inglorious. It's obviously a seminal moment for female directors, obviously Catherine Bigelow being the first uh, woman ever to win. Uh, I just wish it was for a better film. It's one of those things, isn't it? Uh, it's a fine film. I just wish it was better. As Barbara Streisand said when she gave the award, I can't remember what she said, but she was like, it's about time. She really went for it. <laughs> she was like, Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> Very good. She was probably uh, angry about not being nominated for The Prince of Tides, uh, her directorial debut, which got nominated for Best Film, but didn't get nominated for Best Director. They were like, yeah, it's really good, but we don't want to... Uh, we'll give it Best Picture, but we won't give it Best Director. Poor Barbara. Uh, best Will's... <laughs> Will's favourite building or set? Oh, you've, there's a lot to choose from here. It's, um, there sure is. I mean, we, we should just mention now... Wes Anderson movies, the, the way he does them, they're just beautiful to look at, yeah. regardless. Um, I think some standout sets are sort of the, the dinner table uh, we yes. live in the middle. It, it looks something from a strange Sylvanian families set. <laughs> they do look like Sylvanian families, don't they? <laughs> they do. oh, we used to have one of them. Straight, strange story. But also, hours of fun. What from, stranger? From what I hear. What stranger? <laughs> What stranger? Sylvanian families are those weird statues without faces. <laughs> when it comes to weird things that grandmas collect, is it those? Or statues, without faces. statues without faces. And it's all like carrying babies and the babies don't have faces. Oh. So I have one of those in my house. Ooh. And it was a, my mum gifted it to her nan and her nan gave it back because she had a nightmare about it. And... It had like moved. She swore, she swore it had moved in her house. And my mum, not thinking anything of this, just took it back. Like, surely you'd it just was, throw it out. It was gifted by a voodoo witch that I met on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also bought a mogwai. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to grab it. I could grab it. I have a, I have a mogwai. I have little gizmo. 
that's the terrible that we, we should do it well we shouldn't do a whole podcast i don't know if it has legs but great great gifts from exes that are too good to get rid of uh, yeah i've got a few of those yeah mad men on blu-ray the whole season god oh, i'm gonna get rid of that <laughs> yeah, um which leads us into if you're going to full stop will would you what would you say oh i don't know because i really like the um the street fight at the end, that mm. big, long, panoramic terrace. Oh, that's great. Where they but go not... into uh, suburban terrorism acts, uh, yes. blowing up and firing. I do love that. And I had another nomination, the sort of the sectional view, where you see half underground, half top with the free farms. Gorgeous. It's very fun. Gorgeous. It's very aesthetically pleasing. Who am I, Kylie? Who how? What now? Why a fox? Why not a, a horse or a beetle or a bald eagle? I'm saying this more as like existentialism, you know? Who am I? And how can a fox ever be happy without a, uh, you'll forgive the expression, a chicken in its teeth? I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds illegal. Here, put this bandit hat on. Maybe you're a medium. Take it off for a minute. And don't wait around the house. One bite, get it? Are you listening to me? I look into your eyes and I can't tell whether you're getting anything I'm saying. You think he's gonna tell on us? Before we go any further, from now on, can you give me some kind of a signal once in a while just so I know any of this is getting through to you? Is that it? Okay. Right. Uh, there's another one. You're getting a little long in the tooth yourself, partner. Bean security. What? Why are you wearing that badge? What is it? It's my job. Um, best single minute. Uh, I ended as last time, so I'm going to kick us off. Uh, introductions to Boggers, Buns and Bean. Brilliant. Uh, narrated by Bill Murray. Wonderful. <laughs> um, whack Bat. Yeah. Um, the Rat Fight. Uh, and the Death of the Rat. Yes. The fire ambush and the banquet. I just delightful. <laughs> the guy and the the kid on the piano, <laughs> and the the, the rabbit, uh, just wonderful. Um, Rian, any nominations for best in a minute? Um, the waterfall kind of theme. Oh yeah. Theme, Felicity and Foxy. Just mm. every. She's frozen. Time you think. No. Okay, it can't get more hitting. And adult, you catch that. <laughs> Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, just when you think it couldn't get kind of more gut wrenching, they'll say something else like, mm. "I love you too, but I should never have married you." Like, and come on. I forgot that doesn't really have a payoff. There's no, no scene where she later says, "What I said at the waterfall, I disagree with." I'm so glad I married you. Like they're they're in love in the later scenes in the supermarket, yeah. but. She really needs to say, I'm very glad I married you. I think it was more of a thing of like, I shouldn't have married you for you because this isn't the life that you were meant to lead. But then he, he ends up saving them. So it's kind of like, fine. Well, it's in many ways, it's a precursor to, because uh, this film is Ocean's written 11. in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah, you're a liar and a thief. I only ever lied about uh, robbing, Incre what, it, what does he say? I only have a, a line about being a thief. 
I live a lot about Robin. <laughs> Batman confessing to his gay affair. Um, <laughs> the, um... <laughs> oh, God, it's Fishy Swaz, it's supposed to be called. Batman Returns, excellent film. Another great DeVito. <laughs> Four flabby fingers. <laughs> um, God, I love Batman Returns. Nine lives. Um, hello. Oh, wait, I forgot I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. Why did you meet her? Uh, <laughs> stop me. Some, somebody stop me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this could go on forever. Anytime anybody mentions Titanic Basic Instinct or Batman Returns, <laughs> you've, you've lost me. You've, you've lost me. Life. Or it's wonderful. Life. Oh, she's at the library. Um, the... Um, here you are. I'm not scared. Um, oh, God. Oh, I feel like it's like Robin Williams. Billy, Billy Crystal. I'm not saying I'm like Robin Williams, but I'm saying I'm like Robin Williams. Billy Crystal would talk about being on stage with him, and he'd be like, you know, you're just going to grab on and, and pray that you can stick with him for five minutes. God, what, a, what an absolute legend. Best single minute? Yeah. Will? Hello, I, I've got the exact same ones as you. Like uh, yeah. talking about the um, the rats fight and sort of that tense moment as well, where they're they hid behind the the, the cider, Ooh. like like melted gold. Oh, it's great. That's Helen McCrory. It <laughs> voice, is. It is. Um, yes, yeah, a litany of a litany of talent. But I, I think there is a certain minute that's very oh, yeah. special in our hearts. And it's it's Jarvis Cocker singing Um that's just bad songwriting. Um also like the ending, um, where it just pans across all the people in the sewer and all the uh coinciding lives and then the supermarket. Supermarket is delightful. So, what's their plan? Are they going to take all the food down now, or are they going to? No, it's just like a shop now for them, isn't it? A local supermarket. Oh yeah, they can start paying. Yeah. <laughs> um, best line. It's a stacked category. I just want to see a little sunshine, but your nocturnal fill, your eyes, your eyes barely open on a good day. I'm sick of your double talk. We you have rights. Uh, the cuss I am, are you cussing with me? Um, what's that white stuff around his mouth? I think he eats soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I love you too, but I shouldn't have married you. Oh, that's what I was going to say about I shouldn't have married you. Um, the co-writer of this film is obviously Noah Baumbach, <laughs> writer and director of Marriage Story. So maybe, so maybe there was a darker version of that scene <laughs> that then became, uh, every day I wake up and I wish you were dead. <laughs> I was shit. I could steal whatever I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I was a, I was a wild animal, and I was hot <laughs> shit, and I was young, and I didn't want to lose my twenties, but I kind of did. <laughs> I'm actually wearing his burgundy jumper, um, <laughs> and my hair is growing longer. Uh, Rian, any whilst Will deals with the knocking ghost in his room, <laughs> uh, these are like all ash who I've just realised is Jason Schwartzman. Yes, star of Rushmore. Yes. Uh, he has one foot in the grave and the other foot on a banana peel. Brilliant. 
like laugh out loud moment. Um, you're supposed to be my lab partner. You're disloyal. And his shining Again, moment. shining uh, sign of marriage story to come. Yeah. Uh, I can fit through there. You know why? Because I'm little. <laughs> yes. So the, the, the loan shark came to the door asking me for money. There's somebody at the door. There's somebody <laughs> at the door. Because I'm the boss. <laughs> um, well, any nominations for best line? Oh, has anyone said the um, back to my, my man, Kylie? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds illegal. <laughs> no, I haven't mentioned that. I like um, that. Great moment for Kylie when he just does dialogue from Rebel Without a Cause. You say one thing, he says another, and then you stretch around again. And it's and it's not, and they don't do you tearing me apart, because that would be too <laughs> obvious, but they, they do the lead in, and I appreciated it, uh, Wes. You uh, did remind me of another one, though, uh, where Meryl says, he's going to kill the children over my dead body. Well, yes, exactly. You'd be dead, too, in that scenario. <laughs> um, what's the Meryl one where she goes... If what I think is happening is happening, better not be. <laughs> Very good. Uh, any other uh, nominations, Will? Uh, um, <laughs> the, the bit where he's got um, no, I'll save that for any other any other no, notes because I never have any, and I'd like <laughs> to have some this time. That is true. Which leads us into uh, what's the change? We lauded this film. We've said it's perfect multiple multiple times. Uh, do we have any changes? Well, uh, well, we talk about the opening. Oh uh, yes, yes. What's your yeah, big it's, deal it's with fine. this? It's fine. It's it's great. I don't know. I just just always felt it's a bit. Mm, I want to see them heisting. <laughs> I don't know. But they are I heisting. Don't... Yeah, they are. But I, I feel like there's a, a bit like subdued in the very beginning. Yeah. And then it kind of launches in. So you you don't really know what to make of it at first. Mm. I've got nothing against it. I just, I've always felt iffy. <laughs> you can lose the chapter titles for me. I think it's a bit kitschy. I, can... but I think it works with the, with the style as well. Yeah, it works, I guess. Um, Agnes makes the five most important people in his life. <laughs> Fucking Agnes. Yeah. I, like, have they ever She's had a done conversation? Well. I mean, I'm happy for Christofferson, but she's one of the five most important people in his life. Uh, and also, this is a larger conversation, but the I, I can't explain it because this gets proportions wrong as well. So why is it such a big deal in Cats and not in this? I have an answer for this. Okay. I think... Because uh, you mentioned how good the animation is, but I think yeah. what makes it so good is it doesn't feel like it has to rely on realism like you yeah. look at it and you don't tone it you know like you can appreciate the style but it's not supposed to be like natural looking whereas cats i feel like in amongst all the the grandiose they they tried so hard to make it look like these were human cats and they failed they had to recall it like several times because of Judy Dench's blimmin' wedding, wedding ring, ring. <laughs> and and her hands and her ears. Mm -hmm. So like, one of, yeah. One of my favourite things is to watch those behind the scenes footage and the video that they released the day before the trailer, and they were like, it's the, mo 
including Idris Elba, who's like, it's the coolest thing I've ever been involved with. <laughs> so it's so it's revolutionary. And then bloody, I didn't like James Conn and then Rebel Wilson making fun of it at the Oscars. Mm. I thought that was really funny. As <laughs> well. Uh, I, I must have been talking about cats a lot recently because all I'm getting on my YouTube at the minute is recommended videos of John Partridge singing <laughs> Rum Tum Tugger. I'm a Tum Tugger. <laughs> that's a great song. Let's um, spread the best bit. If you up me, because I'd rather have grass. <laughs> up you put my head up flat, well, I'm out of my house. Um, but I also, but I don't like in that song. And he will do as he does do. Come on. <laughs> That's very Andrew. <laughs> it's very Andrew. I've got a great song. I know what I'll do. Is that a hose? Shit. Um, is Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber is the best and worst musical composer of all time? Yes. And he, yeah, he lives up to that. Mm. But then you get Sunset, Evita and Phantom, which just don't have any fat on them at all. They are just the they're just perfect yeah. shows through and I mean, through. Vito was so good that uh, I mean, they added "You Must Love Me" and that takes and nothing away from good. it, and that just enhances it. Yeah. Unlike suddenly, there's a child on my lap. Um, Rian, any changes? Um, recast Ash with Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my brain made that. Change. I don't know either. He was Arthur in Trek the Third and. Very similar. Similar downtrodden team. Very similar in quality. What's your next preneur? Um, anything else, Rin? Uh No, as you say, it's it's kind of tight and flawless. And I think the segments, like the title cards, helped hmm. because I feel like otherwise it would just kind of have no flow. Because uh, it's not really like a typical. Yeah. conflict resolution like it's kind of doing this a lot so i think that helped me to compartmentalize the story what's left from will's notes is very excited oh yes i've got oh drum roll please <laughs> um so i've got um oh, i got what it is yeah i like uh, when they put balaclavas on and ash has got a sock that's great <laughs> yes beautiful um and i like when they uh, they received the letter back, uh, what, why have they why have they written it in cut out bits of a magazine? Well, that's what you did, sir. Oh, I like that. What's he got on his walls? Antlers, aren't they? No, not those walls. The walls uh-huh. of his caravan, where he's oh. like, like this little posty notes. Is he trying to find the zodiac killer? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I've um, had to reference the New Year's special of Doctor Who resolution. Uh, oh. Or Revolution of the Daleks, but you wouldn't have got it. I wouldn't have got no it. No one else would, because it was awful. This, yeah, I literally heard nothing good or otherwise. Um, this movie has a Zodiac reference with Brian Cox playing a TV presenter. I, in many ways, I, I wish it's the same guy. <laughs> Am I speaking to the Zodiac now? <laughs> this is the sound that's in my head. Um. Anything left from your notes, Ryan? Um, I've mentioned why I avoided watching it initially, didn't I? Um, <laughs> yes, you did. It, yeah, I think it's, it's a lot of people's comfort films, but mm. I wouldn't categorise it as a comfort film because I just like properly watching it too much. I think it's not one to be kind of 
enjoyed in the background because every every other line is just pure gold. Hmm. I don't know what it is about me. I hate background watching. We've talked about this before with Peep Show. I well, do the Peep Show, yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I do it a lot. Most more now because my attention span has just depleted massively. But I don't know. I think there's something nice about having something that you you have seen many times, so you don't need to be totally invested mm. in it. Just kind of running uh, parallel, yeah. whatever you're, else you're doing. I love watching films I've seen a million times with people. That's always good. But then I end up ruining it by. Um, uh, speaking over the film, yeah. yeah, or end up ruining it by uh, the relationship ending. <laughs> Five, four, three. What's left from Tom's notes? I've just put Oceans Jarvis science class. It's good enough. <laughs> it's all been oh, you put Oceans as well. I did for Oceans. Oh, oh, it's great. It's great. Um, also, any corner? There isn't one. Um, a few fun facts, though. We have, indeed, uh, CGI was only used in one scene, uh, the flooding of the flint mine, uh, which is fine. It's obviously its own aesthetic. Yeah, you, you can't really stop motion water. Yeah. Uh, an ingenious thing is that they were they recorded the dialogue outside. Because um, always all these animated movies always have that same room tone just yeah. nothing to them we went out in a forest went in an attic went in a stable we went underground for some things there was a great spontaneity in the recordings because of that i like that yeah uh, the original story was written at a dark time in rotal's life he had already lost one of his five children to measles and witnessed another one suffer from water on the brain as the result of a car accident uh, so many speculate that this is why he wrote a tale portraying a father as a protector of a family. Mm. The movie is composed of, gone higher or lower, how many shots? Yeah. It's a five-digit number. Five-digit number. And it's clearly, and it's been rounded up. I'm, I'm going to go for 80,000. 80,000? Um, I'll go... 60,000. 56,000. Rian takes it. And we move on to... Uh, according to Meryl Streep, this sounds like some serious bullshit. It sounds like the sort of stuff that people put on IMDb as a joke. According to Meryl Streep, when she was in London filming Mamma Mia, she stayed in an apartment block in central London. And one night she noticed a fox out of her bathroom window. Oh, that was dogs! Whose dogs are they? Oh, it's Will. <laughs> Will's got wild dogs. Um, and one night she noticed a fox out of her bathroom window. Both Streep and the fox, stone still, stared at each other for 12 minutes, mesmerised by this experience. Sorry, 12 minutes? That's in writing. Has nothing better to do. Uh, early versions of this movie, you, you're all right, unmute yourself, Will, we can deal with dogs because you're going to like this. Early versions of this movie cast Jarvis Cocker as an on-screen narrator, which baffled test audiences. Cocker said in an interview with The Observer, I may turn up as a DVD extra in the future. In the theatrical cut, uh, 
Cocker's spoken, not sung dialogue is reduced to one line. Oh, they did him dirty there. I'd, I'd enjoy him as a singing narrator. That'd be cool. More original be... yeah, bad yeah. songs. And also, why isn't that a DVD extra? Yeah. Why, never mind a commentary <laughs> track, a Jarvis Cocker narration. The foxes are going into the hole. <laughs> Audio description by Jarvis Cocker. <laughs> there is a... <laughs> and that's a... Uh, very personal story. Well, it's not that personal, but um, there are certain videos that sometimes accidentally are pressed on uh, that you don't realise are audio descriptive, and it's very funny uh, when you notice uh, almost immediately uh, that they are audio descriptive. That's all I'll say there. Uh, the cast includes three Oscar winners. They are Meryl Streep, Streep, Clooney, Clooney, and Adrian Brody. Um, and eight Oscar nominees. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't get nominated. Uh, mm. Bill Murray, Willem Dafoe, Owen Wilson, Wes Anderson, uh, Hugo Guinness, Roman Coppola, Jeremy Dawson, and Stephen Reels. Is Bill yet to win an Oscar? Yeah. He lost to... He lost for... Um, well, Lost in Translation was the big hope. And he lost to... Is it Sean Penn in Mystic River? Oh, no. I do not like Sean Penn. That's my like daughter in there. It's my daughter in there. That's Lost in Translation, Bill Murray, Oscars. Let's have a quick Google tangent. Uh, yes, he was nominated for Best Actor. Uh, and uh, that was at the 2004 Oscars. And, um, yeah, because Bill Murray's... Uh, sorry, uh, Billy Crystal's song is um, Bill Murray showed his it's set to the tune of Maria and he's Sophia I just <laughs> saw a film by Sophia Bill Murray showed his range to hell with Charlie's Angels too Sophia oh, wonderful uh, Annie, Annie Lennox won for Into the West from Lord of the Rings uh, Return of the King mm. yes uh, Johnny Depp it was nominated for Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Jude Law for Cold Mountain, Ben Kingsley for House of Sound and Fog, and Sean Penn won for Mystic River. Bad. Bad year. Bad year. Bad year and bad choice. <laughs> you wrote, you made a bad choice, Oscars. <laughs> um, what's next on this little show we do? A few fun facts. Uh, do I have any left? Yes. Uh, William De the rat's death was almost reshot because the MPAA thought it showed a rat bleeding to death and Mr. Fox making him drink his own blood. <laughs> the MPAA didn't realise it was it was uh, sewage water. And actually, I was kind of with them. I it, thought it was his blood as well. Is, is it, it not? not? No, it's it's sewage. It's sewage water. Like water mixed in with a bit of blood. Oof. I mean, either way, it's fucked. Like, <laughs> it's not okay. These are the these are the taglines, based on the beloved book by Roald Dahl. Um, then, these are the general ones. Dig the life, fantastic. Don't like that. His life is fantastic. His wife is fantastic. His neighbours not so fantastic. <laughs> oh no. Okay. This year, 
Forget super, ignore incredible. It's all about fantastic. <laughs> did Super 8 come out this year? Was this, did Super 8 and Incredible Hulk come out in 2009? I think they did. I think that's what that Hulk was. Hulk was 2009. Oh, I think yeah. Super 8 was later. Oh, it might have been. Um, yeah, Super and, 8 was 2011. Oh, so what's the Super movie? I don't know. Um, super Bad? No, that's not 2009. Uh, I don't know. Uh, then in the Returns. No, that's earlier. I, that was like one of my first movies ever. Mm -hmm. uh, another spacing. We've come full circle. Um, and these are some Jason Schwartz. Jason Schwartz. Oh my God. Jason Schwartzman is the muscle. George Clooney is the brains. Meryl Streep is the brains behind the brains. Mm -hmm. Willem Dafoe is the rotter. Michael Gambon is the scoundrel. Owen Wilson is the whistleblower. Because of the PT, uh, Wally Wolarski is the lookout. Did somebody get paid to market this film? <laughs> <laughs> or were they just making it a up? Penny a word. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, also, Ash is not the muscle. Ash is not the muscle. Most of those are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they might have done what I do with character names and looked over and seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels because they were like, uh, he's a rotter, <laughs> he's a scoundrel. I'm surprised he's they didn't a go. Seen no evil. He's a he's a no evil. <laughs> he's a. He's a secretary. <laughs> He's a uh, Woody Allen's. Everyone says I love you. Great movie. Um, Tom's big question. We touched on how perfect Clooney is. Is there literally anybody else who could have played Fantastic Mr. Fox? Because I was thinking, and John I went Hamm. through all. Yeah, John, I mean, we, we always say John <laughs> Hamm. This, I, the fact that you love John Hamm this much already, and you haven't watched Mad Men yet, I can only imagine how much you're gonna love John Hamm. You may end up with a framed picture of John Hamm as well. With a pretend signature. <laughs> with a pretend signature. That was a less good gift from the ex. Um, that was, uh, but it's still there. Um, I just don't know. No, it's got to be George, hasn't it? And also it's helped by the oceans thing, uh, which is semi-obvious, but also not as obvious. Um, was the kid eating chocolate cake a Matilda reference? Bruce Boltrotter. Ooh, maybe. It needed to be a bigger cake. Yeah. <laughs> and thus concludes our first Bruce Anderson. Next, uh, penciled in anyway, is Tenenbaums. We're going back to the... Uh, we've got we've got lots to talk about. Lots of great, great, great films. Rian, any final thoughts on Fantastic Mr. Fox? Very, very good. <laughs> Some might say. Fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, Will, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> this is your favourite. <laughs> this is your favourite. Um, any final thoughts on Fantastic Mr. Fox? It's it's fantastic, Tom. How do we feel about her saying Fantastic Mr. Fox in the film? I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I don't, she doesn't say Mr, does she? No. You really are a fantastic fox. Do we need it? Do we need it? We don't need it, but... It, it works. With yeah, it works. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> the next scene. Oh wow, that that is a that is a giant peach you're in. <laughs> Get them Between, I remember as a kid really watching a lot of the stop motion James and the Giant Peach. Does anybody else remember this? I had an audio book, and I'd listen to it on my Walkman when I went of on the thirty nine steps. <laughs> Just a different <laughs> audio book. Smiley's people. 
the sequel to Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Um, yeah, that's about it. We've got other great Wes Anderson movies. And then to round us out, we've got um, Groundhog Day. Some great films to look forward to. And uh, it's been a pleasure this week. Da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba